good. I've run out of coffee already. Right, ready. Hello, our fellow loyal subscriber. And welcome back to Band for Life, the one-stop shop for band-related things, stories from bands, which is our main thing. We get bands on, they tell us juicy stories of the music scene uh, from underground gigs, things that went really well, things that went really bad. Check out our other videos. I'm Granger. This is... <laughs> today, that wasn't very energetic, was it? It was. It was. It could have done with a little bit more energy. Just try again. It's been a and here we have Pete. Better. Seven out of ten. Um, so we are about to get on uh, our band of the evening. Uh, if you are listening in the evening, of course, with the power of YouTube, you can listen anytime you want. Maybe all the time. Tonight we've got on uh, M60, uh, an indie rock band. Uh, formed uh, from a couple of towns across Manchester, so they're local for us. We are uh, pretty much Stockport based, so they're pretty local. Uh, looks like they started when they were in school, I think. Although I might let them go into that a little bit. Um, and they started in 2015, uh, launched in 2016, so they've been going for about five or six years. Uh, they've had a couple of tracks out on Spotify. Uh, debut single was called Honey. Uh, and then uh, in 2018, they also released I Don't Mind. They've got videos out on YouTube. They've got a Facebook page. They're getting 21,000 li uh, listens a month on Spotify. And on top of all of that, one of the members is actually Man and Pete's ex-guitarist. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> which is fun, which is uh, which is Sam. I'm sure we'll, sure we'll end up mentioning it. Um, but we've got, uh, in a minute, we're going to get them on. We've got Matthew Morton, who vocals guitar. Bradley Smith is the drummer. Chris Howard, Charlie Howard, sorry, is on bass, and Sam Mansfield is on guitar. So we haven't got them all coming on now. We've only got to select a few. Let's get them in. Okay. This week we've got M60 on. Uh, we've got Brad the drummer, Matt the frontman and guitarist, and Sam the guitarist. You got your wave in the right place this time, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Well <laughs> done. How well, you doing, not guys? Bass players that can't do it right. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Nice to be here. Nice to be here. Yeah, guys. Yeah. So, so you hey. guys, go on, Grange. One, one of the things I was wondering actually is because um, I know Sam lives near the studio that Three Days used to practice at. That's why, why we used to practice there. And I think some of your songs were recorded there. What was it called? That was it, Mill Town or something? Mill Town. Because I've not been in. I've not been in years. Uh, but on your Spotify, I've listened to a couple of your tracks. Um, my personal favourite is actually probably the most obvious one which is i don't mind um yeah. which which has got the most i think has got the most views as well yeah. uh, i mean you're doing pretty well on spotify how many views have you got on i think that alone um i'd have to double check it's nearly 900k now i think that's almost a million listens which it, is it's not so because it accounts for nothing imagine like Back in the day, you said, I've had a million listens on one of my tracks. You'd be like, right, oh, you're rich. But it's like... Mm. Oh, it's because it's just Sam. He's left his phone on overnight. Yeah. Just on the <laughs> That's yeah. all it is. Don't even have Spotify, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all one listener on Apple Music. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm the only one in most of my bands that's on Apple Music. They are. They do, to be fair. But Spotify is so much better for the listener. Yeah, Spotify is better. Yeah, I prefer I prefer Spotify. Did you actually record some of the songs in Milltown then, or is that just where you practice? Since Sam, um, we've recorded all of them there. 
mean, is that, that's three or four, isn't it? Three. Uh, uh, I was. Well, we recorded all of the full tracks. The acoustic tracks weren't done back. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so three full tracks, and then we've got another two that are in the mix at the moment. Cool. Have you been? How have you have you recorded? Did you record kind of in between lockdowns, or? Oh well, technically we're working band actually. So actually, I think you're you're allowed to. So Pete's your. Well, Sam to... and I were talking about this today. I have a studio that's still open for semi-pro bands. So if you can prove to him that you get paid, then yeah, he's he'll yeah. open for you because you are working. We recorded. Ashtray and the other two just before. Uh, Ashtray was a while ago now, wasn't it? Third lockdown. When did we, we do it? Got it was... anyway. And it just so we we got lucky now. It's just been in the mix since. But yeah, I've been dying to get. There's a tune that's that's going to be coming out. I can say the name because. It don't matter. We're not a big band. It's going to be called Backseat, and I've been dying to get that back. But it's, it's, it's nuts, really, because we recorded three there in, in the in-between of lockdowns, and of all the three, I thought Ashtray was going to do the shittest. And right. <laughs> by, by, by the standards, it's, it's kind of trying to settle above Honey, which is, like, very good, because I don't mind Untouchable at the minute. I don't know what 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 to write to get get to that point, but <laughs> yeah. but it's sitting above Honey, and I thought, to be honest, I thought it was gonna be lower than all our top five tunes, but it's doing all right so far. Here's a question for you then: Do you feel like there's pressure on when you come to write and you're trying to beat? I don't mind. Do you feel like? Like you can't make a subpar track, or are you just doing it for for you guys and for the I love mean, of it. For a while, I felt like I, everything I needed to write needed to be as good as I don't mind, but it's not the case. It's it's more that you don't know how anything's gonna relate with the public. I could write the shittest, tra- I believe the shittest track ever, and the public will love it. And it's like yeah. there's no way to predict what's gonna like when we brought i don't mind out there's no way if you'd have told me it was ever gonna hit even anywhere near a million i said yeah but the fact it's it's getting there is like nuts to me it's pretty mind-blowing that as well isn't it like yeah. a million like if you imagine a million people in one place yeah i, I did it once i googled <laughs> a million people and I, I i got a picture of it and i thought wow that's nuts but <laughs> so me, all, our, all our listeners from 2020 didn't you yeah it's fine yeah you Bit all of our listeners in. Nice. And it's, it's it's really bizarre to see. Yeah. So you could pack out the MEN now then? Oh, yeah. If everyone bought a ticket. <laughs> Can't even sell out the local fucking pub. Oh, <laughs> the fuck the MEN. These, these lads need stadiums now, right? This, is, oh. this isn't arenas. No, no, no. <laughs> we write for the stadiums, but we play to bum in two people in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> We're at about 22,000 monthly listeners at the moment on yeah. Spotify. Yeah, check that. It's about 2122. Uh, at the moment, it's just flickering around every day because of Ashtray going out and because of the dip at Christmas as well. But but then, what, 18 months ago, we were playing some gigs with, like, five people there. And That's we had right, 16,000 monthlies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a right of passage. Have you noticed over coronavirus... If your numbers have gone up, with more people 
Uh, just chilling at home doing. I mean, last year was much bigger than the year before. <coughs> yeah, but I, I don't. Of that, or I don't know if it's like because I think a lot of people you listen while you commute, don't you? And yeah. Even, even if a shit song song comes on on your playlist, you let it run just because you're not even thinking about it. So I think yeah. when when people are actually working, the streams go up. But I've no proof of that. That's just a thought. Yeah, I know that makes mean, sense. Like, that. People might just stick it on the playlist and then, like, yeah, commutes definitely. Like, that's when most people listen to... Well, I don't know about the fact of it, but I normally would listen on the way and on the way back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so one of the things then, if you've been... Because you've got these these songs on Spotify, you've only been going for for five years, six years, five or six years. You've done really well in that amount of time to get that, that amount of views. Um, how many gigs do you reckon you've played in the last five years? And have you been doing more and more oh. year on year? Apart from last year. Apart from last year. We started year. to go the opposite way because yeah. we're playing in Manchester every two or three weeks. Yeah. And nice. it meant the crowds were dropping. And then oh, we gave okay. it sort of three months. And then suddenly we, well, there was a couple of hundred turned up to yeah. Off Square, which was, what, two weeks before we got locked yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think the major issue we had is that we shouldn't have gigged so much in Manchester and we should have branched out, but it's not as easy as that. I've contacted 10, 15 venues in London and they don't want to reply. And it's like, why? I've Even heard, if it's, that, if, I've heard that London's difficult to, to break into. Yeah. Not from London. And but it's we're like, getting sort you, of 2,000 monthly listeners just from the London area. Yeah. Tell them that and they're still just not interested at all no and even if they just messaged back and said no it'd be so much easier so then we could just do something else go yeah. near london and be like well london won't play us but come here yeah one of the things one of the things that uh i, I that it was actually spoken about on the channel with a guy we got in uh, a promoter actually and a really good promoter like he doesn't he doesn't do, deal with any pay to play he always pays the band and he gets good crowds in because he just gets good bands on so people follow like his nights and yeah, he's um, got a following hasn't he rather than the yeah, bands that like, he brings in you know the he and if you get a band in you want yeah if you get a band in the we played at the blossoms for him actually oh, have you yeah yeah oh, blossoms is good uh, i don't think he does i don't know if he does blossoms anymore he might still do um but it's a nice tight venue i like blossoms because it's a small venue so it, when it looks packed when it's sometimes just like not oh, many people in there it's got like yeah. six people in there that looks full yeah, I know. And uh, he he recommended doing like outskirts gigs, like you know, country. Well, like kind of. It was what was he saying? He was Not saying like doing sides. He was like hit suburbs rather suburbs, than suburbs, yeah, like towns and stuff. Yeah, that's what he said. Um, so maybe well, then just... he does city gigs now as well. So <laughs> yeah, he said nah. he picked up a night. He said he picked up a slot at Jimmy's. Or it might have been Jimmy's that he just he was going to do every two weekly or something. I think that was a Thursday or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Jimmy's is gone as well now. Yeah, Jimmy's has moved yeah. to what? Ancoats, oh, is it? Oh, man. We were supposed to play down. there, weren't we, the day after it closed down? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to play Jimmy's as well. <laughs> I saw it on Facebook it was gone. I'm like, oh, okay, we, uh, we won't go to that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, on, on, right, on, on gigs then, it seems, seems to be speaking about gigs, it's a nice progression. Have you got, like, a kind of favourite gig in mind or a best gig? And it can be whatever reason you want. Some people go with, like, oh, it was the feeling of it. Some people go with, oh, it was the amount of people that were there. Some people go, uh, it was just good because I just felt like it was. And it might be different for all of you. I don't know. It might be the same. 
I feel like off the square felt like a real breakthrough because at that point uh, we just dropped the two acoustic tracks and and we were playing eighteen and an acoustic track you listen to it once you could, yeah you do one it was decent but people were singing back eighteen and I thought how if there's there's barely, barely anyone listening to it there's people that are that into it to know the lyrics and sing it back and it was it was the fact that we packed out the venue we'd so, we'd more or less sold it out and that felt like a real like well, i don't know it, it was a like shock really because yeah. we, we were used to playing to like 30 people and then like half of that's your family and it was yeah. like a room full of people that i didn't know that were singing songs that i'd written that i thought only i knew the lyrics to that's the dream that that's yeah good. That's what you do it for. Yeah. When they when they were singing eighteen back to me, that that it it, it felt good. It definitely felt good. Because yeah. it wasn't really even out yet, was it? No, it wasn't. The original eighteen wasn't out. No, yeah. got a, it's a it's a full band version out now. The, yeah, yeah. 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 The, the acoustic version had come out, but even even now, that's hardly had any listens. So. Yeah. I mean, we we all thought really that eighteen would do pretty well on Spotify, and it's it's kind of of the of the past couple of years, it's the worst of them, and it's like you just can't predict what's going to do well and what isn't. No, no. no. Mm. What about you two? Same or different ones? Well, I think for me, off the square was like probably one of like Matt says it was a bit of a breakthrough, and then. Since lockdown, I feel like a bit of our momentum's come from that gig. Because like Matt saying, that was probably the first gig we had people where they were singing the lyrics back to us and stuff like that. Yeah. Aside from that, I'd probably say one of the Ruby Lounge gigs just because of how good of a venue it was. Ruby Lounge was sick. Yeah, have Ruby Lounge is a good venue. Have you played the Ruby Lounge at all? I've seen I... fans play there. I've never played it. I think I have with, I did it with Box Bombs actually, I did it with one of my old, not even my current band, not even Three Days, another band I was in, uh, we did Ruby Lounge, and uh, yeah, it was good, it was nice, good venue. Yeah. It's, a, it's a sick venue, and the guy that owned it, he was yeah. a proper sound guy, like, was, yeah. I mean, I probably shouldn't say yeah. this, he shouldn't have been play, letting us play, because <laughs> we weren't 18, but oh. I don't, I, I, it's like... It was just sound like it was every yeah. time you play it was fifty fifty cut. It was whatever you sell, you get half of it, which is 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 good for yeah. It's good for ticket. Treats us as well, on it. They treated us like we were something for the first time. Like I don't think That's anybody cool. else has actually treated us like that. Like we go into the green room and we had the poster up when we were redlining up there, and then the fridge would be stacked full of drinks and all that for us. It was just like proper nice treatment. It is and nice. Was, what? Uh, was he the same guy who had the loose cannon? Yeah, it was loose cannon. Yeah. Ruby Lounge shut because they wanted to knock, either knock it down or turn it into offices because it was one of the few buildings in Manchester that, that needed renovation. So, oh. yeah, but it was a sick venue. They used to do, um, they used to have like, I know they had one night a month because somebody dragged me there once. They used to have like, but no, Pete. I think. Oh, did they drag you there? <laughs> <laughs> did they drag we, you there? We both, we both went one night. Do you remember the, uh, they did the alternative stripper night? Yeah, Case Asylum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a wicked few nights. Oh, I bet you had to be dragged there, Granger. I, yeah. He was, oh, kicking, yeah, I was, and I was kicking and screaming. Right? I was kicking and screaming. You should have seen me. I was like, no, please, not another dance. No. The humanity. 
Actually, yeah. I didn't actually get a dance because it was 20 quid a dance, and I was like, Jesus. I was like, four ciders, and I was like, I don't know, like, I just, I like cider, you know? Didn't you take Claire? <laughs> what? You took Claire, didn't you? No. <laughs> I'm sure she came to one of them one night. I think she did. I think she the did. The only idiot to take his girlfriend. <laughs> nah, she was just trying to keep an eye on her. I bet she was like, "You don't mind if I come to you?" And I'm like, "Not at all." <laughs> Please, <laughs> let's go. Uh, you guys had a you guys had a tour booked last year, didn't you? Still, oh, still booked. Oh, still booked. <laughs> that that just kind of came off the back of the off the square gig. Yeah, it was meant to be in December, and it's now June, I think. That's but, I mean, <laughs> it's supposed to be June. Yeah, right. Where, were you, where were you going to end up on that then? Uh, Heartbreakers in Southampton, Mother's yeah. Studio in Birmingham, and then Manchester Academy Free. Oh, nice! nice. We'd love, love to put more like. City's on it as well but it's because it was a promoter thing it's more a case of they, they kind of organise it for us so you don't want to force onto them and be like yeah can we do this that this that, this and that when they're already doing you the favour well yeah, I think yeah, I if it does go ahead we could pretend we said we would look at maybe adding the other cities where people ask us to go the week after or something so there's uh, Glasgow we get asked about pretty much every week by someone yeah. there oh nice Glasgow's a good one. I've done some recording in Glasgow before. I mean, it's whether we did Glasgow and then tried to do a few cities on the way back down. Yeah, it'd be nice too. Just even if you jump on a couple of like local promoters. Yeah. Just random band nights. It would be good. And like, you know, sometimes you can even just put, I mean, I've heard stories of, I don't know if how easy it is nowadays or how easy it will be when it starts up again. But like, I know bands who've been out there and done it. And then if they had a gig cancelled, they were like, just put a post out or they like met people like who were meant to be going to that gig. And then they were like, oh, we'll try and get you on somewhere else, like some pub, just anywhere, do you know? Yeah. And they would get proper like people's houses and stuff and just party into the night and all that it's a bit more it's a bit of a more kind of uh i don't know a bit a bit more of like a, a dangerous way of doing it because you might end up with like no gigs or whatever but um it worked out for them it was when i think it was when chris was in stomping ground but years ago oh they, they did a stupid shit all the time yeah they did <laughs> just go around and they'd like just gig and, and end up staying at places have people's houses and then gig somewhere else the next day and yeah <laughs> so yeah sam what was your favorite gig by the way i think we moved on just, yeah, just God, before yeah. i got to ask you uh, yeah, I'd say I, probably the off the square one for sort of the how busy it was. But other than that, maybe night and day was good earlier in the year as well. Um, so again, it was another probably the second busiest one we've done we did last year. I don't even remember that gig. Uh, and the, the sort of thing was, <laughs> the game was about fifty minutes as well, which just, it didn't feel like we were just rushing and yeah, maybe I do remember. Money. Yeah, it's nice when you get a bit more time. So, my experience of gigging in Manchester is is fairly renowned for pay-to-play. And we've never been in a band, or I've never been in a band, that's had kind of any sort of leverage to, to get around it. It's either shut up, pay-to-play, or you're not playing. We've not done that. Have we've you guys not. managed to get around it? We've not paid to play anywhere well no. in the band. Um, we've had some really, really crap ticket deals where you bring yeah. people and you get a tanner. 
exception ones where we get a good cut of the money as well. Yeah. yeah so none of them have been like as well. Is what? I think that really comes down to the promoter. If a promoter wants us to sell tickets at ten quid each and give us a quid of it, we just don't speak to them anymore with no interest. Yeah. Yeah, no. Because I well, in my opinion, promoters it's like that should be boycott. Well, so people want to actually yeah. And you try telling us selling a ticket for a tenner when two weeks later you could have a gig that's only a fiver, then you're gonna yeah. play the same set. Yeah, the prices are nuts. Like when you think you could pay a tenner for a band on Spotify that's doing two hundred thousand monthly listeners and you can pay a tenner for us. Yeah. I mean, I'd like you to pick us, but I know I wouldn't. So like ideally sort of five or six pounds a ticket max. Yeah. And we've got to get a decent cut of that or else we just don't take the gig. I think we got lucky with it as well that a lot of venues like Night and Day and Jimmy's and places like that, because we'd played them and gone straight to the venue to get the gig, it was when they needed a band to fill in, they'd message us and be like, oh, do you want to do this night or do you want to headline this night? So it kind of benefited us in that way. Yeah, that's good. That. Well, Night and Day was brilliant, weren't they? Because they, we played there and we didn't even... They said, oh, come back and get the money sometime in the week. Because none of us are in the city, we didn't bother. Yeah. Thinking it'd be like 20 quid or something, just based on the gigs we've been playing earlier that year. And then the message just saying, you know, it was like two months streaming money. Yeah. And the bar for us. That is nice. That is nice. And they, you know, they could have very easily just kept quiet on that as well. We, yeah, we were just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was offered a gig talking about London actually I just remembered something uh, I was trying to get my band it may have even been three days it may have been my current band I don't know it was years ago I tried to get us on in London and I contacted a promoter who had a band on I can't remember the name of the band um, and it was at a relatively decent venue and I remember it was all like we need a band for a gig but it was in like three days time and uh, I remember him messaging back saying yeah yeah no worries you got the gig no problem uh, it's going to be um, 300 quid uh, but when you sell your 30 tickets, uh, like anything after that you, you make, and I was like, so it was full on pay to play. It was like, yeah, but if you, so then he was like, well, if you sell 15, that'll, that'll cover it. If you can bring 15 people from, from Stockport to London. I was like, we haven't really got a following in London right now. Like, so <laughs> if you've got a following in London or whatever, then maybe, but even then you're still paying 150 pounds yeah. to play a gig. And yeah, yes. we, Oh, it's fucking, it's criminal, isn't it? Because yeah, you pay you 150 quid or whatever it is to, to play, then you got to pay to get there, pay to get home, you got to pay for all the rehearsal time yeah, beforehand, you got to pay for all your instruments and all the upkeep on that. Yeah, it, yeah it's borderline impossible to branch out from your own city. Like, yeah. That spends nearly £5 a year on strings alone. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, this fucking guitar over here, you see it? Like, it's a state. Every single rehearsal, every single gig, a string is gone. <laughs> Sam, you need to get your uh, your levelling files on the uh, It's on not the bridge that. It on comes that. up on the bridge. I, I, he's, I he's had it down. several times, and it's, it's just uh, endless strings. It's, it's always like the... the Long strings as well that go. It's uh, oh, uh, what what bridge has it got on it? Is it got the six saddles or has it got the yeah. compensated six saddles? Swap it for a compensated and see how what happens. I think if you just change the strings more than every two years, <laughs> no, no, no. That, that involves doing something. I bought it. Can't be, it can't be as bad as Granger who 
friggin' used to play yeah, gigs with only four or five strings on his guitar. Sometimes, well, sometimes I didn't need that string. Like, I could just play the bit and play higher yeah, up. And when I moved on to bass, I mean, restringing a bass is like the cost of a small island. Like, I, I, it's... it's... <laughs> right then, what about... We've done some good gigs, and what sound like really good gigs as well, actually, and it's really nice to be appreciated. I get the whole... You got a crate full of beer, and you get you paid a decent amount of money. It's it's fucking mint. Uh, what about shockers? Either before you going on, before you going off, oh. or something on stage just went shit. Like I don't know if you get the words. I'm going to start us off, shit. and I'm going to start us off because <laughs> this was pre sadness But we did we did we did a gig in a pub in Altrincham. They messaged us. They offered us. It was something like two hundred odd quid to do. They said. They were very brief about it. They said, oh, come and do a set. We'll give you 200 quid. Um, so this pub on a Friday night, it must get about 10 people in it. We brought in excess of 100 people in. Nice. But yeah, this is what we're thinking. We're gigging. The gig's mint. We, one of the best gigs we were doing at that point. And then uh, second to last track, all the electrics cut. <laughs> and then um, the electrics cut. They came back on, we did the final track, and then we started packing up because they said, oh, after we'd done, we started packing up because they said, yeah, do a set. And then they said, oh, what are you doing? You're doing another set in 20 minutes. And I was like, hang on, no, we're not. You didn't, you didn't ask us to do another set. I mean, we can do another set if you want, but it'll be the same set. Um, <laughs> so then after that they said oh no you're out of order first you cut the power you cut the lights uh, yeah we cut the lights and the power. <laughs> yeah you cut the lights <laughs> yeah well, you know while i'm playing and singing you know i've got a spare hand somewhere and then following on from that big argument they, they said oh no we're only giving you 50 quid um you've not you've not done anything bear in mind we brought 100 people in um the bartender it was six foot odd offered to batter me and i said no nah, you're all right <laughs> Uh, it was, a, camera, that's it was a calamity of a night <laughs> and I'm going to name drop him it was Old Market Tavern in Altrincham so if any fans <laughs> out there get offered a gig at Old Market Tavern in Altrincham do not do it Old Market Tavern did, did, they think, did they think you were a cover band or something? I don't know what they thought they oh no, we did a couple of covers didn't we though so you know, you know, if we'd have brought 10 people in and then said well yeah we're not doing another set but it's the fact we offered the next set um and then they started just they just turned on us and then the, the bartender got all lippy and he was big and he was massive and thought he was great <laughs> and i thought well i'm not gonna even bother <laughs> see you later it was just what the fuck uh, wait a minute they like because the thing is right the whole the whole point in pubs especially especially pubs and bars and venues and all that getting bands in is they pay a band x amount and their the idea is they bring people to come and watch or people come in and watch them, and then they make money on the bar. So, like, exactly. if they if they if they pay a band two hundred quid and they make say eight hundred, they've made six hundred quid profit. That's that's good. So yeah. I mean, hundred pe- hundred people in a pub, they they make that's that's two or three pints minimum. Quid. Like, yeah, probably thousands. I don't know for sure. And then the oh, word gets around Altrincham with you won't <laughs> your gear again. No, don't you worry. I think we'll pass on giving. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're all right, no, mate. You're yeah. a threat of being battered as well. What happened in the end? Then did you just take the fifty quid and run. 
I don't even think we got yeah, the 50 well, quid in the end. The thing is, is we were trying to pack the gear down, weren't we, while all this yeah. shit was happening? So, like, we're arguing with him. I'm screaming at the sound engineer because it's blatantly him that's cut the fucking power off. Yeah. So then Matt's dad's telling me to calm down and that. So then we're getting the gear together and then the guy comes steaming from behind the bar charging at Matt Dunning. and he was yeah. fucking massive. He must have been, like, seven foot or something. Yeah, he was big. <laughs> I mean, yeah. big respect to the people that were watching us, the family, friends, whatever they were, because they were giving it Gavin a go at everyone at the bar as well because after about yeah. five minutes word got round that they were being cunts and yeah respect to them family friend he was having a, a shout at the uh, the guy that was trying to offer me out for a fight you know as you do but yeah that was worse for me I'll let them I'll just pick you because you're, you're the, being the front man you're you're the target, the like front the, of everything. The, you know, you're the you're the poster boy. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm five foot seven. I'm I was I was a bit chubby at the time. I'm no target. You just you just batter me. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, man, that does sound pretty bad. It sounds like it could have been a midnight as well. The thing is, it sounds like there was a bit just a communication breakdown between them and and like they obviously didn't they obviously didn't they didn't know either they didn't know that you were um. That you're only doing one set, and you were cover, that you weren't a covers band. I'm wondering what they expected. I mean, really, on weird. top of that, the the woman that gave us the gig messaged me the day after, like a blooming mother patronising me, like, "Oh, I heard that you were really awful last night. Oh, you were what? really nasty to our our staff, and you can't be doing that." And I thought, "What? Should so we that with us for the fifty quid? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we we left, <laughs> we left about." 15 bad reviews on the Facebook page and then they shut the Facebook page down. Shut <laughs> the Facebook page down. I know. Oh my God. Yeah. Dear I mean, Brad's dear. gone, but what was worse for you, Sam? Because I, I can imagine you've got an idea of one. Um, there was that one at the venue that I can't even remember its name where we literally played in front of maybe six people who'd come in, who we'd given lifts there. <laughs> uh, in the northern quarter, northern but quarter. I'd probably have to say the one that didn't happen, which was I won't name the promoter, but a well-known promoter in Manchester. It wasn't their fault; it was their rep who'd taken the gig. Right. They booked us, and about maybe half an hour before we were meant to be there, rings us up and says, uh, "What what time are you going to be here with the drum kit?" Oh God, yeah, that we, we were supporting. Oh. So we're not bringing the drum kit. And Brad's drunk it's in his loft, and we only two of us drive, so I would have had to have got into Wivenshaw and then into Manchester. Right. So I told him we couldn't do it. And then he rang me up like no, 20 minutes later, screaming down the phone about how we, how we needed to get our heads together. And Oh, yeah. He says, you'll have to come and play an acoustic set. But, I, I mean, I didn't even own an acoustic guitar at the time. So we just said, well, we're not doing it. And I think that was one where they tried to make us sell tickets at about £12 each. So we, yeah, we had to do anyway. It was just there. They had a touring band coming in. And that's yeah. why they, they wanted us there, just to supply the kits. We just thought, well, good luck. Tour with a kit? <laughs> I've, I've supported that touring band, like, you know, unsigned touring bands or independent unsigned touring bands who don't have a kit because they travel light. I do get it. Most touring bands that I've played with do have a kit. I mean, you, like if I'm honest, stuff. if they said to us a week before or even just when we accepted the gig, by the way, we need you to bring the kit, fine. 
Yeah. yeah. An hour before. You can organise you can organise it then, can't you? Like organize. an hour before, you're already on your way into town because traffic's bad at rush hour, like Yeah, it's nasty. Yeah. Or you've already picked all your gear up from the studio or wherever it's stored. Yeah, exactly. Like you can't do that. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, it it wasn't being awkward, it was just we couldn't do it, but um yeah, he rang us up telling me that we'd never play for this promoter again and basically it was pretty much between screaming and crying down the phone. <laughs> but then the promoter, to be fair, did speak to us after and apologise for it. So that's that's why I won't name them. Yeah, but, but even so. It wasn't the promoter, it was just their rep who was. Right. We did do yeah. a gig in Sheffield, which is not bad, but interesting. The gig was good, <laughs> but about halfway through the gig, a couple of lads come into the, the, the bar, West Street Live it was. Oh, it, West Street, I know West Street Live. A couple of lads come in, they're like, oh yeah, these are a decent band. Guy gets to the front, pants are half down, cocks in his hand, and he's just dancing at the front. And I'm like, what are you doing? Then after, immediately after, after yeah. doing the helicopter at the front, he walks up with his hand out trashing. my hand up, you joking? <laughs> 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 That's crazy. He was a lovely lad, but that's a bit. But... <laughs> oh, class! <laughs> I think we got the name of this one for this week. The thing <laughs> is, the thing is, we've had some weird. That's a good in that. The thing is, like West Street Live, uh, it's been mentioned before because it's a very popular venue for unsigned bands in Sheffield. It's a good, it's a good venue. Um, uh, and and they're, they're often quite accommodating to bands from out of the area. Like I played there. I've, almost every band we've had on, I think, has played there. Not every band we've had on, but a fair I've few of them. And you're quite close to the. Yeah. Like, it's not <laughs> yeah. really. A, you just you're kind of just there. It's. Oh, it, <laughs> I imagine. I imagine some of the sweat flicked onto Matt. If I'm honest. Oh, <laughs> well, they can get. They can get right. You know when they, they stand right to the mic stand. That that's what it's like, Pete. Nope. If you know played there. They, the oh, worst bit is. Nobody oh, even recognised that he'd there yeah. with his cock out. Not <laughs> a beautiful person. There was a bloke in sort of his 50s at the side of the stage filming us. Like, he yeah. sent us the videos afterwards. I thought, he must have got that. Yeah. <laughs> he must have. What the hell? Just stood there with it. Oh, my God. Obviously, you're at the front as well. You're literally like... Yeah, I can't miss it. I'm looking at the crowd. I can't miss it. <laughs> you say they're quite accommodating, that venue, but... I was parked at the front door and they wouldn't open the front door oh, for me to yeah. bring my amp in. Oh, no. no, he was so about it. it was like rather than walk 10 yards to the stage with my amp, they yeah. were to walk right round past a few more buildings behind the venue and then up some steep stairs. This is when he had his massive amp as well, not his blooming. Yeah, it was a practical. full stack. Oh, when yeah. he had his silly. And he was like, we need to sound. I was like, well, then you need to open the door and just sat there with me. Oh, no. I must have missed the door. not even open yet. where I went in. Was that my 412 that you had then? No, it was a 212. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, but it just, it was unnecessary. They were just... No, they could have just opened the door and locked it again. <laughs> so it was just a really awkward standoff yeah. between... Yeah. You need us to sound check. I need you to let me in. But it was actually, it was... It was back when it was properly storming. Uh, like we almost... Oh, yeah, it was, we up. almost didn't go because the weather was... It was a death trap walking up these stairs with we her. <laughs> it can be it can be nice hey you're back man we're just Brad's talking back. about uh <laughs> we're just talking about some of the some of the worst gigs that you guys have had some we're of the shockers yeah. talking about the infamous cockswinger 
Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the video now. <laughs> yeah, from a stock yeah. swinger. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> what about yourself? Have you got, like, a, any particular bad gig Ooh. for any particular reason? Or any, any crazy shit that's <laughs> happened, like, on stage, after did, stage? Did you cover uh, Northern Live NQ, man? I've not, but I, 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 thought, I thought you would mention Northern Live. Yeah, yeah go so, on. But anyway, so we were in this venue, and it's really small, and I can't remember what time we were supposed to play at. I think it was probably around something like six or seven, maybe. Um, and we were, this was when we'd first started in the band, so we were just taking any any gigs, really, weren't we? And we were yeah. probably around 15, 16 at the time. Not that he probably would have knew the guy who'd put the gig on anyway. <laughs> but um, he'd had us in there, and he told us we wouldn't be on till 10. So we had to wait in town for ages. And I think it was like, I think it was a Thursday, wasn't it? And we had college yeah. the next day. They had to really prioritise another band. Um, and then yeah. they moved us back by three hours. Yeah. Correct. Right. And then, um, so we played the gig. And the gig was all right. We had a few, like, friends down there. And that right the sound engineer. Play right side. <laughs> yeah. There was a guy typical at the front screaming in Matt's face because the yeah. stage was literally tiny. And it wasn't elevated whatsoever. Yeah. It was just like that crowd is in front of him which is nice sometimes but not when you've got a geezer who's screaming play bright side and you say <laughs> and then um and then so we finished the gig and then what did he say to you when he'd come he, up to you he comes over after we finished because all the way through the gig he's trying to kind of t- try and tell me to pull away from the mic but i'm not pulling away from the mic because one they can't hear me two it's so much easier to sing while i'm playing my guitar just without looking, sometimes yeah. he goes to the mic. So mm. he comes over at the end and says, you know what, you've made yourself sound fucking shit there. And I said, what? Hang on. <laughs> so I made myself sound shit because I was too close to the mic and he said, you were fucking shit. And we, I can't believe you've done that. We'll never have you here again. Oh, and I thought, what? <laughs> so yeah. I, it was another one that I said, well... Like a night of hating being at this venue. Yes, the cheek yeah. to say it was... We're never gonna have you here on again after fucking us about for like the entirety of the night and then being as nice as he was to Matt after the gig. I mean, and we're looking at, I wouldn't mind adult to adult. He's, he's talking to like a 16, 17 year old and just getting lippy with me for no reason because I've sang a bit close to the mic. <laughs> like, you need to sing close to the mic live. Exactly. That's the whole point. Exactly. And it, it ended in me saying, well, it's, that's that's good then because we don't fucking want to play here again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good day to you, sir. Yeah. Bye. Good yeah. day to you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's mint. I like it. I quite, I quite like the, I like, I like the do or die attitude. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. You stick up for your laurels as well with ticket sales and stuff, and people fucking around because bands get messed around. I, I won't lie. I've been a promoter as well, and also like I, I was, I was just did like a pub promotions, and yeah, sometimes promoters get you know bands drop out last minute. It happens, obviously, yeah. but bands also get tugged left and right, and some promoters and stuff and, and venue owners, they will just see what they can get out of you. Like, cause they, yeah. some venue owners, they see paying for live music as a real chore. They feel like musicians want to do it for free. So they really begrudge handing over any cash. So it's really yeah. important to stick to, cause they, they don't see the practice, the amount of money on the gear, the amount of time in your bedroom, learning the songs, the amount no, of time. They don't get it. Like, 
You know, they don't get that. Yeah, but the thing is, as well, it's still some, by the way. This is on, not, not every venue. I'm just yeah. saying there's a few. Yeah, some, some do. The thing is, is because we love it so much that actually, I probably would go and play for free now. But just to go and yeah. play. Yeah, yeah, right now, but, yeah, I'd do anything to just go and play. Yeah, with 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 whatever we get, like people messaging us on Facebook saying, "I've got such and such a charity event, we've got no budget," and I'm like, "Yeah, let's go do it." And the rest of the yeah. guys are like, "No." Well, yeah, we if we were asked to play a charity event, yeah, we, we wouldn't be then demanding half of their ticket money. No, it's knowing where you're playing. Like if you if if a festival's willing to put you on, you go for free. You pay them twenty quid if you need. That if a festival yeah, yeah. wants to put you on, but if it's a, a venue in Manchester that you're bringing in more money in than they're pay, like than they're going to usually get, then you'd expect at least fair payment for yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, come and support this big, you know, this well-known band, even semi-big band. But we can't pay you. We take that. Yeah. But it's just if we're going to be the ones bringing people in. Yeah. Then if you are the big, we've got to get some of the money for doing it as well. It's not. Yeah. Of course. It's got to at least pay for us to get in, park, have a couple of drinks and something. Yeah, like a pack parking in the town centre. You're you're looking at a tenner for the night, and then you're looking at a tenner in fuel to get there. So that's twenty quid for two cars, maybe three cars. That's sixty quid, and it's like it adds up. And Yeah. yeah. And say, uh, you're gigging, I don't know, string set of strings go, well, there you go, put another fiver on that. And it's, it's, it's little things that add up that you don't expect to make profit from it. You just expect the bare minimum covered in order to, pay, to play the gig. Yeah, because yeah. actually, once you've, once you've counted up, like, I've bought, uh, you've got to have, like, what, two guitars to go and gig as a guitarist. You've got your amp, you've got all that, you've got. The amount that you've spent on rehearsals, which like is usually like 35, 40, sometimes 50 quid, depending on yeah. where you go, a time. Actually, you're well out of pocket already, even if they're paying you a good wage. Yeah. I think we're looking um, to be in a position where we don't actually have to put anything in. We don't make anything from the band, but it, the streaming pays for rehearsing and recording. Yeah. Now I think that's yeah, that's that's a nice position to be in. That is good. That's really it's, good. It's took a hot minute. Now to get we can there, sort of twelve months into hardly being able to rehearse. We've built up a bit of a cushion so we can, when we're allowed back in the studio, we can record a, a big chunk of tracks and yeah. sort of go full on at it this time. Yeah. Well, then you've got you got yourself in a nice little circle there, don't you? Because you've go and record a load of tracks. You get more tracks out to stream, more streaming comes in. It's just a snowball now. Yeah. Just as long as you can keep that momentum going, you've you've got it licked. You've got to wait for the, the, the right ears. It's like luck. It's like you, like the other the other other day on Ashtray. Um, what's his name? Guy from Train Spotting. Can't I see that. Yeah. He he's listening to Ashtray, and you think you never in a million years think it's reaching anyone of a status like that. And it's yeah, just about getting the right ears listening. You could be a god awful band, but if one decent listener, like promoter, a record company, whatever, like you, that's it. It's it's a bit of luck that you need. Well, you it's sound... the people who make the effort to to make these playlists get a decent following yeah. and share new music on it. They're sort yeah. of the all the shares are so appreciated. Like, yeah. Like, even if even if a playlist got five listeners, that that that's so appreciated so much because that's five more people that weren't listening to us be- before, and it's 
yeah, it's it's one of them that maybe you don't thank the people that listen enough, but you are thankful because they are the ones that push it out further. We can do all we can, but they push it further for us. Yep. Do you guys take the effort to buy merch as well, which we only started doing this year, but one t-shirt sales worth about two or three thousand streams. Yeah. 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 Because your sound is, uh, I mean, I look like, I I compared you to three bands in particular. Um, Pete got it bob on with us as well. What was the one you said, Pete? I've always said to Sam, you sound like catfish. Yes, like that. <laughs> very, very Can you guess like, who my main inspiration is? I, I've said that since since Sam first sent me a message saying, I'm going to go join this band, check them out. I was like, that's Catfish Hat. Like, the first yeah. album, Catfish, for me, is just an undefeated album. Like, of current indie, <laughs> like, first, first album, Catfish, is... And even, like, there's a tune, I've seen them three times live. You say that, like, the second or third album on... The same as the first set. Nah, the first, first album's <laughs> different. It's got, it's got the, the, the nostalgia of first listening to Catfish attached to it as well. And it's like, the, the track, they never play live. I've seen them three times. I've watched videos of them live. They never play it live. And it's Sidewinder. And it's my favourite tune. And I, every time I go and see them, I beg they play it live. There's one clip on YouTube, and it's from when they were on the rise, when Blooming Bondy wasn't even in the band. It was the old guitarist. And it's nice. I, I remember when they came out on Radio X, like they were like up and coming, and then they just went boom. Like, yeah. just went get, yourself on, get yourself on a FIFA game, and you, you're done. Yeah, that was mega. <laughs> I remember that. Like, yeah, that's that's mega. I work out how you do recently. Yeah, uh, that's good. But get on there. Yeah, Games sorted. And more radio play. Sorted. And then the channel. People, you see, your fans will then come to our channel. We'll do it the yep. way around. <laughs> and then I, I also got an Arctic Monkeys feel, um, but with, with the Mank Twang rather than the that, and that's the style of the vocal. Uh, but with yeah. the, with the Mank Twang rather than the Yorkshire Twang, and also a little bit of the Cortinas feel. Uh, with some of the guitarists and stuff as well. Um, but yeah, Catfish definitely, yeah, yeah. definitely I mean, closest to Catfish. Cortina's is a bizarre one because I, li- I don't listen to any of their music. You know the tracks, but I don't listen yeah, to them. Yeah. They're not on my Spotify. But just, yeah. Just, yeah, they're just, ones that I, just an echo if a track it, really. comes on, if a track comes on by Cortina's, I'm like, oh yeah, I know this track. Who is it? It's Cortina's. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I don't listen to them religiously, to be fair. Um, but yeah, yeah, cool. Shall we do some plugs before you guys go? Yes. Uh, I mean, have you got? Because uh, we mentioned yet, yeah, like indie rock is pretty much. Would you say is your kind of genre? Yeah, yeah. Indie it's rock. What it aims to be. I mean, it's indie rock, indie pop, more so rock than pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. You've got Ashtrays uh, just come out. Couple yeah, go for it, it, guys. To hit your merch your Spotify I'm just sit back and yeah well <laughs> just get on any any of it if anyone's listening it's M60 official or official M60 on Twitter Astro's just come out it's doing well apparently Begbie likes it from train spotting so you should get on it um, but yeah even even we've got two tracks ready to come out they just need mixing and they'll be out next couple of months and then second half of the year we're trying to do something semi-big. I'm not going to drop what we're going to do, but it's going to be better than what we've done. And yeah, there's a tour coming up. Hopefully, when we get, when we get out of lockdown, there's a tour in June and you should buy tickets and you should come and watch us. Don't get your dick out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bid you with you guys. Thanks for coming in. And uh, 
nice to see you again Sam yeah, and, uh, thank you very much we will see you again soon and uh, we'll check out all your links again and stuff lovely stuff yeah. all the best thanks, thanks for having us guys. all the best our pass will cross again come on yeah, yeah. Thank you. Have you guys. suddenly become some sort of fucking middle-aged middle? Ah, pass, Stranger the monk. Yeah, he yeah. looks like one now. Actually. <laughs> Nice getting them in, wasn't it? Yeah, very nice. Haven't seen Sam for a long <laughs> while. I know. So Sam's our ex-guitarist, um, and it's good that he's doing well for himself. And I really like those lads. They seem really nice, and they seem like they might be going places. And they got all those views on Spotify, yeah. and it's awesome. I recommend you check them out um, if you're into indie. If you're into sounds that sounds like Catfish and the Bottleman, very much. Uh, go check out. We'll pop. We'll pop all the links below. Um, they're called M60. Uh, we have been banned for life. Uh, remember, we have two videos out this week, or next week even. We'll have Tuesdays, which is our new band for a bit, where we'll do an album review and we'll talk about some kind of a topic, music related. And Fridays, where we'll have the band interviews and the juicy stories. I think that's yep. pretty much it. Brilliant. Yeah, that's all done. <laughs> We're out. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you all next week. Have a great weekend. See you all next week. Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye.